This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, March 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Congress opens door to more MFP. COVID-19 sparks supply concerns, and sources say no appeal of SRE ruling. More farm aid in play in stimulus. The massive economic stimulus package being considered on Capitol Hill could open the door to another round of market facilitation program payments, as well as other emergency aid to farmers. Senator John Hoven, the North Dakota Republican that chairs the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, announced yesterday that the package would include a provision to replenish the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation spending authority and increase its limit from 30 to $50 billion. But a Senate aide said later, Democrats were balking at the higher limit. More on the story available at www.agripulse.com. Dairy and beef industry scramble to cope with crisis. Large sectors of the food supply chain are still working to adjust to the surge in consumer shopping and massive shift from food service to supermarket sales during the COVID-19 pandemic. The dairy industry faces some of the biggest challenges since the sector was already facing an oversupply of milk. As AgriPulse reported on Friday, the National Milk Producers Federation and other groups are asking USDA to reopen enrollment for the dairy margin coverage program. Enrollment in DMC fell sharply this year because at one time the program wasn't expected to trigger payments in 2020. Now, USDA projects a farmer with 5 million pounds of production enrolled in DMC would likely get a payment of more than $26,000 this year on a premium of about 7000 at the 950 coverage level. Meanwhile, some cooperatives are encouraging farmers to cut or limit production. Formos Farms has asked producers in a letter to voluntarily reduce production offering increased curd culling as one option. Landa Lakes is warning co-op members that if there are market disruptions, it will retroactively impose a $10 a hundred assessment for over-based production. But it's a different story in beef. Tyson Foods is offering premiums to cattle feeders as the beef industry tries to refill meat cases. This is an unprecedented time, and the intent of our response is to show our support in an effort to help our supply partners weather this extraordinary situation, the company said at a statement. USDA struggles with outbreak. Employees with a variety of USDA agencies are affected by the department's closure of its Beacon office complex in Kansas City. USDA is concerned that an employee may have contracted COVID-19 at a FSA conference held there. Once a thorough cleaning has been completed, we will update you on the status of reopening the Beacon facility. Bill Nor, the USDA Undersecretary of Farm Production and Conservation, said in an email to Beacon workers. Meanwhile, USDA released a list over the weekend of 51 service centers that are no longer serving customers on location. Please contact an alternate USDA service center for immediate assistance by phone, said a document, which includes service centers from 19 states and Puerto Rico. Sources. 
Tenth Circuit case won't be appealed. Sources tell AgriPulse the Trump administration has now decided not to appeal an appeals court ruling that struck down three small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard. The Trump administration indicated earlier this month that it would appeal the Tenth Circuit ruling, but farm groups were quick to sound the alarm about the potential political fallout. A couple of weeks ago, the administration was granted an extension to the response deadline by the Tenth Circuit, a deadline that expires Tuesday. Why it matters? Well, analysts with Clearview Energy Partners said that only a couple of refineries may qualify for exemptions if the ruling is an appeal. Some refiners have said they'll fight the ruling. State, working to process H-2A workers. The State Department says it's working to process H-2A applications despite the impact of COVID-19 on its staffing and interview process. As a matter of policy, consular sections worldwide prioritize H-2A applications given the significant economic importance of these workers for farmers and small business, the statement says. Some returning H-2A workers will qualify for an interview waiver, the department says, but ag groups are concerned that the number of H-2A approvals may still be lower this year. We are still waiting to hear from the State Department if they have been able to identify how many individuals or what percentage of H-2A applicants fall under that interview waiver, said Allison Crittenden with the American Farm Bureau Federation. By the way, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says H-2A processing will be given special consideration despite the U.S. closing its borders to Mexico for non-essential travel. We have a real concern about H-2A visas, particularly agriculture workers that are going to need to get across, Pompeo said. We're going to make sure we do everything we can to keep that part of our economic life working between our two countries. Chinese make big U.S. corn and wheat buys, but no rice yet. China's making its first big move to fulfill promises it made under the Phase 1 trade pact to buy U.S. grains. Importers have recently purchased 756,000 metric tons of U.S. corn, 340,000 metric tons of hard red winter wheat. China pledged to fully comply with its tariff rate quotas to import 9.64 million metric tons of wheat, 7.2 million tons of corn and 5.32 million tons of rice per year. USDA has not announced any rice purchases yet, but industry representatives remain hopeful. Fourth state headed to chlorpyrifos ban. Maryland is set to become the fourth state to ban the use of chlorpyrifos with the passage of legislation that would end applications of the insecticide after this growing season. The General Assembly bill halts aerial applications after October 1st and all applications at the end of the year. California has already stopped use. New York is ending most uses by the end of the year, and Hawaii's ban goes into effect in 2022. Now keep in mind, Corteva AgriScience, a major manufacturer of the chemical, will stop making it by the end of the year. But the registration for Clearopyrifos is good through October 1, 2022. Groups challenge glyphosate approval. 
The Center for Food Safety, the Rural Coalition Beyond Pesticides, and two farm worker groups are challenging EPA's interim approval of glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup. The group's complaint filed in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals claims EPA failed, quote, to fully assess glyphosate's hormone-distributing potential or its effects on threatened and endangered species. Keep in mind, there are still thousands of people seeking damages from Bayer from exposure to Roundup, which they allege has caused their cancer. Bayer and plaintiff's lawyers are discussing a settlement deal addressing that litigation. Here's today's He Said It. It's kind of like a marriage made in heaven. When my wife and I were dating, I found out she liked the dark meat and I liked the white meat. So we said, heck, let's get married. That Jim Sumner, president of the USA Poultry and Egg Export Council, talking about the variety of chicken parts in this week's AgriPulse Open Mic interview. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, March 23rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.